How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Get ready for the combine. Tamper fast. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll make that decision when we need to. Right now, we're just one step at a time. But number 72, Michael Clements. Michael Clements, bitch boy. I hate them. Daquan Jones has to be on this roster next year. Leonard Floyd, that's my first guy. And, and my second guy is AJ Epinesa. With the 28th pick. There's going to be a quality player available at wide receiver for them at 28. Mike Danger. Do you trust Sean McDermott? You have to, I suppose. Do you, though? Do you trust Brandon Bean? Do you trust Terry Pagula? I don't 100% trust what's going on with that organization. Gene Bataglia. You're not going to see me flying high. I'm just telling you, Mike. I'm a new man. I'm a new fan. This Buffalo tries again to beat the Florida Panthers tonight. The Florida Panthers! The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. The refs have already admitted their mistake on the no call last night. Shohei Otani, he has his debut today for the Dodgers. It's showtime! Honestly, sign me up for 50 bombs. Whoa, 50? Yep. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. I know we're going to get to some takes on tap here in the sports bars. We welcome you back in and appreciate you listening at 95.7 FM, AM 950, and the free-to-download Odyssey app. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. I watched the Knicks last night. Oh. And Monty Williams, Detroit head coach, He's got an actual gripe. I mean, this is Monty Williams after that game. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've we've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game. And the guy dove into Asar's legs. (laughs) And there was a no call. That's an abomination. 
You cannot miss that in an NBA game. If you saw it, you know the play that I'm talking about. Mm. Basically, DiVincenzo essentially tackled a guy yeah. on the court. No call. At the end of the game, with the game being tight, and the Knicks end up winning it. Uh, but I, I could argue that Detroit deserved to win that game, and they really did get hosed at the end. Well, the, the, yeah, the Knicks let a nice, comfortable league kind of get away to the That's worst right. team in the league. So... And okay, so the Knicks didn't cover last night. Oh, boo-hoo. Yes. Boo-hoo, Monty Williams. Oh, by the way, you're going to get fined for that. Uh, sure, he'll get fined. But you know what? What I learned from, from that game, because I don't know enough about Detroit, don't watch a lot of Pistons basketball. They've got some young talent on that team. And I can't be angry at Monty Williams. Like, well, Monty Williams is a good coach. I think I think he'll get something out of those guys here down the stretch. Tonight's a sneaky, good sports night with the Sabres were allowed to say their name out loud. Yeah, Syracuse they're going for four in, a, four in a row. I mean, yeah. four in a row in this economy. You think we're going to get four wins in a row? They're going to go to Florida and and you realize they've won five in a row on the road. Uh huh. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're playing better on the road than at home. Yes, yes. Our old buddy Sam uh, tonight. Yeah, just hate seeing guys. Find themselves. Oh, in he'll the be NHL. the ne- he'll be the next one to hoist the cup. And we'll oh, jeez, like, oh, killing me. Whatever. Absolutely Football's killing me. at that point. Like we'll be like, okay, how many weeks till the camp opens here? Yeah. Um, I have a take here. Look, it's difficult. Would you agree with this? Being a sports dad, it's got some highs. It's also as your kid kind of goes along, beats you. Find times where you just got to bite your tongue. To the point it bleeds. It's, it can be difficult. It, it's man. It is difficult. It's challenging. You want to be it, as involved as you can be. It's a hard thing to let go and let the people that are you know coaching or working with your kid just let them do their thing uh, because you feel like you know what's best for your kid at all times. I, I miss it. I miss all of it, man. I mean, the, the closest thing I have to it is is my daughter playing golf at mercy and it's not the same as you know being a part of a team or, or or knowing your daughter your your son's teammates and the the construct of the team yeah it's the coaches like, of the team the whole thing right like and it's not you don't not a lot of travel involved with the golf too not, right? a, so not, not a lot a, no not a lot but um look you and i we can identify i think a lot of us can <laughs> lebron james he's blind to it too the king getting irked ESPN's latest NBA mock draft moving Bronny James out of the 2024 class to 2025 mm. is they don't think he's worthy of being drafted. And he's since deleted post the elder James writing. Can y'all please let the kid be a kid? If y'all don't know, he does not care about a mock draft. He just works earned, not given. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait time out. Like, you're the one caring about the mock draft, That's like right. that, not him. Um, is this about Bronny or is it about you, LeBron? Because back in January, you, LeBron, said that Bronny could play for the Lakers, quote, right now. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah um, someone who's averaging five and a half points a game as a freshman at USC. Um is he ready to make that jump? LeBron, that's you who put the pressure on. You who put him in your first mount, Ron Mock. You know who LeBron reminds me of? Another sports dad that we all vilified. Couldn't stand the way he pumped the tires of his kids. And one of his kids actually did get drafted by the Lakers. LeVar Ball. Mm. Congratulations, LeBron. You're now LeBron Ball. I um. I still don't understand. I mean, I get I get why people didn't like Ball because he was so bombastic with how 
much he pumped his kids. But at the same time, he understood the business end of it. And I think that he was also a part of why his kids got to where they got. And I don't know that they get as far as they get without their dad being as supportive and be just being there for their kid. So I don't want to, I don't want to get on LeBron for, being a dad who's looking out for his kid, the the added pressure and saying that he's a first round, he should be a first round, he should be, he could serve the, for the oh, yeah, all that year, stuff all is crazy. That's all crazy. That's all crazy. And, and it's part of it. So, but I do appreciate, I do appreciate, and I'm not being sarcastic when mm. I say the word appreciate. I do appreciate that he cares that much about his kid that he would, use his following and, and sacrifice his brand, tweet something out and then have to go back and delete it. Cause he realizes uh, probably not a good idea or somebody got to him and said, get rid of that. That's not good for the yeah, brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that, that, that was not a good look. I, I know how this is going to play out danger. Like look, Ronnie not going to come out. He'll go back to USC. Should. Yeah. And, and maybe he gets up to double digits next year. Maybe he improves his game a little bit. And LeBron, you hear this talk that he's going to sign one more kind of big contract with the Lakers. The two of them are going to play together with the Lakers. He will go undrafted. Lakers will bring him in and will appease LeBron here. And that's whatever. That's fine. I mean, LeBron, as he's been through his entire NBA career, is better when he says less. Great player. At worst, the second best player of all time. At worst. But he just needs to pipe down. You know, he just... Everything about how he's handled himself with his words, his actions off the court feels like a PR disaster. Just say oh, less, see, I, say less and play more. I, I would say no for this reason. The decision? Well, the decision's bad. I, I that was bad. Okay. You're you're citing the one, I'm, but I'm all just saying, of it. No, no, no. I, I like as far as like controversy here, like in the whole world of LeBron James. He's not nothing, a bad guy. No, he's not, I'm not a bad saying he's guy. a bad guy. I'm not yeah. saying he's a bad guy. I'm saying the things that he says make me cringe and I think make a lot of people cringe and you want to believe that he, he understands what life outside of his echo chamber actually is like. And I don't think he, I think he's completely detached, completely detached. So how do you think LeBron exits? Like, does he go to the Jordan room buys them whatever Vegas expansion team and just kind of does that route? I don't know. Because he's know. not, yeah, what you're saying, he's not going to be a commentator or anything like I that. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I mean, may, maybe I'm wrong on that, and and maybe somebody walks away and he he fills that void, but he feels bigger than that. He feels like he'd be bigger than that. And I don't want, I'm not wishing Chuck or Shaq to go anywhere. They're, they're too good. I, I don't want oh, either of no, those no, guys. no. I don't want either of those guys to get replaced by LeBron. Um, all right, Gino, I am uh, holding my breath this week okay. with the idea here that the Bears... And the pride of Section 5, their GM, Ryan Poles, could swing a transformational type of move this week by trading out of the number one overall pick. I'm planting my flag. Mm. Justin Fields may not be a $100 million quarterback. He might just be average. But when you look at all of the holes on this roster for the Chicago Bears, the best bet... Long-term success, get as many valuable first and second round picks as you can and start to build around fields from the inside out. Caleb Williams may be a sure thing, but we've also seen how poorly it can go with quarterbacks going first overall. Done waffling. Trade number one overall for a haul. 
keep Fields because your return on a trade would be meager. We've discussed it. What do you think you get for Fields? A third? A second? You're not getting value. Keep them. I don't even think that's part of the conversation. It's it identify who is the closest thing you believe to being a franchise quarterback and go get him. See, you don't know as a Bears fan what that's what like. like. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean. It it's might like, be Fields. Maybe it just maybe it needed. Maybe I, it was as simple as saying, you know what, Shane Waldron, you're going to get a shot a shot at this. The, was, the ceiling with Justin Fields, I'll tell you, it's Jalen Hurts. Like they have like an organization and a team all built around him and hurts. I you brought this up years ago, and I think it was a Chicago radio guy, ironically. Can like, you win with or can you win because you cannot win with Justin Fields. You can win with Justin Fields. You you are with you have one with Justin Fields. Can you win because of Justin Fields? And when we had our guy on David Haw uh from Mullion Haw at six seventy the score on Friday, I love that he actually said that you need a quarterback that you can win here because of. They that's their thing. Like in Chicago Everybody that's a fan knows. Can you win with or because of this guy? I think you can win because of Justin Fields. We just haven't necessarily seen it yet. Okay, and then are you prepared with whoever you take? Caleb Williams then goes, wins a Super Bowl, ends up being that generational guy. I've been living with that with with Patrick Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. So you're going to make the same mistake again? Because I'm sure that was, hey, you know, we can go just kind of wait. Well, I, I, I believe that if you're able to get, let's say it's eight draft picks. I don't know what it is, but it's a hole. And you have between this year and next a total of eight or dare I even say in the sports bar, nine draft picks <laughs> that are first or second round. Nine times. Then you've got the pieces to build around a quarterback and and let him play his game, but also have weapons around him and, and talent around him so he's not getting killed every time he drops back to pass. Our number is 8664-FAN, 866-4326. Brad in Rochester checking in. Hey, Brad. Hey, I, I love the whole thing about trades, and I got a trade that is off the wall a little bit, but I think it could work. Why don't the Bills pull a Diggs 2.0 and trade for Justin Jefferson? Trade a first this year, first next year, a fourth and a fifth. Get Jefferson at nineteen million. He's with his wide receiver coach that he was with at LSU. Two number ones to go with Josh. How we do you pay? The, we brought this up. Yeah, we brought. Yeah, thanks, thanks Brad. Because you have to pay Justin Jefferson next year, right? And you still have Diggs. And Von Miller and all these other, like, that's the problem. The idea of it is fantastic, and it's easy to to get there when you consider what the Bills did just a few years ago with Diggs. Different situation. And you're going to have to make Justin Jefferson the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. And don't get a, you know, understand also the Vikings, if there is truth to the rumor that they're floating out Justin Jefferson, they're doing that here in advance of the draft because. They want to be in business for a quarterback just like anybody else. Yeah, and they want to see what the market is. And I'll guarantee you this, Brad, where that sounds attractive, it's a late round first. Like there would be a team in the top 10 that would be thinking, hmm, do we want to take this unsure thing or go get this wide receiver and just move down? to the? I, I, look, Brad, I'm, I'm all for it. If the Bills found a way, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, but none of us would complain if, no. if that happened. But I just think the likelihood of that happening is so out of the realm of possibility, given where the bills are. I could see something like this. You reunite the two being 
Kirk Cousins, free agent, come on into New England, and New England trades down, and part of that package is number three overall, and that's why, like, the Vikings would do that. Then they could be move up and get the quarterback that they choose. Would yeah. be for Marvin Harrison at number three. Right, right. It's a, it's a great thought, Brad, and we've, we've been thinking about that. As soon as there were little whispers that the Vikings may be trading Justin Jefferson, like, are you kidding me, really? Well, keep in mind, we are in the season of lying, and teams are going to say whatever they need to say to put themselves in the best position possible come the end of April. Yeah, and who knows where that's starting from. It might not even be the Vikings. It could be the agent. Uh, when looking at cheap labor for the Buffalo Bills next year, and we're going to be talking about this because six, seventh-round picks are going to make this team because a lot of the depth will be gone. Well, look at the practice squad from last year, and there are names you're familiar with. Eli Anku, Andy Isabella. If you were keeping uh, tabs at camp last year, one of the final cuts, well, the Bills stashed Richard Garage, uh, the offensive tackle on the uh, practice squad all year. He could be ended up on the 53. I'm going to give you two other names for camp. One is a little out there. Kendall Williamson, undrafted rookie, rookie free agent, corner out of Stanford. Maybe we'll see a lot of him at camp. But also the forgotten veteran free agent that was added wide receiver KJ Hamler. Do you remember that the bills brought him in and stashed him? He flashed some in his rookie year in Denver, but his last two years were kind of injury riddled. When did they bring him in? Ah, I want to say November, December, somewhere around there. God, I don't even remember. Yeah. Like, well, so much was going on at that point, but danger. We're talking about a potential fifth wide receiver battle on the roster. You know, a healthy KJ Hamler. Pushing Justin Shorter? Healthy. I think at minimum, you've got somebody, if healthy, who can be electric in the return game. If there is a return game in, in 2024, we're hearing a lot of things about the competition committee and you know the punt game will still be the punt game, but kickoffs may be going the way of the Dota or at least going the way of the XFL. We'll we're, see. We're, we're, I'd be shocked if they made the move this year, but at least we're we're having the conversation. Like what they are we could doing absolutely this have it done this year. I mean, well, like they, it, they they could, but I think you would want to give teams, especially like heading in, like what are we paying a returner for? You know, right? Yes, um, I've always liked Hamler. I remember Hamler at Penn State. I'm sure Terry Pagula remembers Hamler at Penn State as well. If he's healthy, he could be dynamic. He just hasn't been able to stay on the field. Okay, so then maybe I'm a little off there as far as who we battle with. What about Deontay Hardy? If KJ Hamler would be the guy that you could, yeah, Hardy's got maybe a little bit more time and a little bit more understanding. But Hardy made two plays this past year. One, the Giant game, well designed play. You're like, boom, touchdown. It was probably last Ken Dorsey signature moment. The other one, of course, being the kick return. Big, well, big plays, big plays. But what else other than that? Yeah. Though? Well, for what you're paying the guy, that might be enough. Yeah. Right. For what you invested in the guy, that might be enough. And could you get more? With a guy like Hamler? Possibly. Possibly. I'm intrigued by that. Uh, spring training in full effect. Gino, I've decided to set a tone. This year, I know I say every year with baseball, I'm going to you know, be more committed. I want to do more. This year, for Major League Baseball season, I'm going in prepared. Step one, going to go by the sporting goods store. I'm going to pick up a couple of scorebooks, Gino. Going to need them. I'm going to just watch along from my couch, keep score all season. Also going to pick up some seeds in bulk. Go with my beverage of choice once a week, at least once a week, just to set a tone, keeping score, eating seeds, drinking my beverage of choice. You can have your Roto League, Gino. My move, keeping score while watching from my couch. You wouldn't know how to keep score. Baloney. 
I kept score when I was a kid all the time. Went okay. To ball games all the time. Six, four, three. Double play. How? Uh, six is the shortstop. Four is the second baseman. Third base or first baseman is three. Six, four, three. You don't think I know six, four, three double play? Get out of here. What kind of baseball? I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. I don't love baseball. I'm a fan. You've never kept score in I your life. I kept score all the time when I was a kid. I couldn't hit. I couldn't. I should bring it like when I would go to a major league game, I would keep scoring. I know that shot when you were a kid. No, I did the same thing when I, well, when you were an adult, you did it. I did it when I was a kid. I'm saying now, now I'm going to do it as an adult sitting from my couch just to set a tone. This is a strong move with a bag of seeds. What you're going to do it. Like you'll sit down like, Oh, let's watch this Mets game tonight. Oh, another backward K. What does the backward K mean? Uh, Struck out looking. I, I give you credit. I Gino, thought, yeah. um, I've got a garage, a screened in garage. And all summer I will be projecting 124 inches of high definition baseball glory. You don't think I'm going to be out there with a, a score at least once a week with a scorecard, a bag of seeds and a cold one. Well, the cold, you you kind of like you know how you you don't like eat the seed. You just kind of like crack it a little bit yeah, to yeah, get yeah. the salt, and then you yeah yeah, you yeah. spit out the yeah, absolutely. Shell, yeah. Well, we're gonna go go in bulk. Gonna go to BJ's buy in bulk. And uh, you guys spit out the shell right on uh, right a, in your garage. I got a broom. I got a floor yeah. down there. I got the floor down in the garage. I get a broom. If I have to sweep it up afterwards, I'll sweep it up. Who came up with the idea that sunflower seeds? Like, hey, kids, you can't be chewing tobacco, but here, have these seeds and chew on them. Oh, love me a good sunflower seed. Nothing wrong with that. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm 70 degrees today. Got me all geared up thinking about what I'm going to be like in my garage this uh, summer during baseball season. Keeping score. Yeah. Chomping on some seeds, enjoying my my beverage, sitting on my butt, watching baseball in the garage. Uh, all right, we got speaking of moves, what kind of moves are happening here with the uh, Sabers and the Amherst. Seth Appert, Amherst head coach, joining us next, just fresh from the uh, seven game in eleven mm. day stretch, and a couple of uh, matchups against a team on deck here that uh, had their way with the the Sabers um, late last week. Mid last week, late last week, Belleville, um, both Friday and Saturday. Before that, we've got a game tomorrow night to talk about at home at Blue Cross Arena with Syracuse coming to town. So lots to get to with Amherst head coach Seth Appert, who joins us next in the sports bar. This hour of the sports bar on the fan is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. You're listening to the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Bills general manager Brandon Bean today speaking at the NFL Combine. And, well, he agrees. Speed is something he's looking for. We're always looking for that speed, explosiveness um, at, at various positions. And, again, running back, tight end, receiver, whatever it is, guys that you want guys that can explode without the ball, but you also want rack players, guys that Josh can get the ball in their hands, in space, stuff that Joe Brady can scheme up. Sabres, are they turning things around? They've won three in a row. First time they've done that this season. Actually, in the last five road games, they've won them all. Tonight, another roadie. They're in Florida. Our coverage will begin at 7 o'clock here on the Fan Rochester. The Emmerichs back home tomorrow night taking on Syracuse. We'll talk to head coach Seth Apper coming up next year in the Sports Bar. Syracuse basketball tonight. Final home game of the regular season. The Orange taking on Virginia Tech. Gene Battaglin, the sports leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. There's Rusek, feeds it a goal, quick shot on for a return shot, they score! Off the right side, Rosean was there, he's had a dry spell but bangs it in, and the Emmerichs have come away with a power play goal to take a one to nothing lead. Don Stevens on the call there. More Amherst hockey on your home of Rochester Americans hockey. The fan Rochester coming your way tomorrow night at 7 o'clock with Syracuse coming to town as the Amherst hosts the Crunch Blue Cross Arena. We welcome in, as we do every Tuesday at this time, Rochester Americans head coach Seth Appert. Go ahead and, and put an evaluation on the seven-game and 11-day stretch, coach, because we know that that was a, a, a tough stretch and a, and a big focus for you and your team. Yeah, I mean, I think you always want to win more, but, you know, looking at how demanding the schedule was, a couple of games not set up very well with 
rested teams versus us traveling and, and playing. And, um, you know, we got eight points. Uh, we'd prefer to have won the last two games in overtime instead of losing the last two in overtime, but we still finished three, two and two found a way to get points in five of the seven games, uh, gave ourselves a really good chance to win all seven. So all in all, in totality, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not great, but it's pretty good. And uh, we kept ourselves in a really good position. And uh, now it gets uh, tight down the stretch here. Yeah, as uh, Seth, where you're, 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 again, you have a young team as compared to some other uh, teams. And you always look at special teams as far as, uh, you know, how a, a team is developing. What do you think about your penalty kill here uh, so far here in this last stretch? Yeah, PK has been great. Power play needs is trending a little better lately. It's still not as good as it was earlier. Obviously, we'll get a little help with that with Kulik coming back into the lineup. Um, but the PK, uh, Nathan Pace runs our PK. And, you know, the, the season numbers of our defensive statistics just won't look good all year because the first 15 games just weren't good enough. We had a lot of young D playing. We had a lot of young forwards playing. And we just weren't good enough defensively. And so your PK season numbers never going to recover from that. But the last 20, 25 games, it's been excellent. Uh, and it's been a really strong point for us here uh, recently. Talk a little bit about the roster adjustments happening here with guys coming up, guys coming down, dealing with injuries and, and everything going on. W- what can we expect here uh, tomorrow night in terms of uh, players that might be absent that we would normally be seeing uh, in a Amherst jersey? You know, it's day-to-day right now with a few guys. Obviously, you come out of the 7-11, and 11, especially finishing it with – you know, physical teams and then overnight travel to Hershey and another physical team. And, um, you know, so we, we got a few guys that are day to day. That'll be game time decisions. Um, but it does look promising that Yuri Kulik will be back, um, which is very beneficial. Um, Kale Clegg, uh, we got back from Buffalo. So we have more depth on the blue line that we, than we've had. Um, uh, we lost Tyson Jost up front to Buffalo. Um, so, so that's, uh, great for him. Um, you know, certainly, uh, but he was playing big minutes for us. So, uh, and then we called up Damian Drew from Jacksonville, who has given us very good minutes this year. Yeah. I like having Drew back up. You got a little bit of depth. Uh, one player I want to ask you about, uh, Isak Rosane, uh, who I don't know if like if gripping the stick is uh, something we want to refer to, or is it just bad puck luck? But, uh, the fact that he's uh, showing some signs of life here in, in these last few games, Seth, your thoughts on Rosane and where his game is at right now. You know, his game is very good. The puck hasn't gone in for him as much lately. Um, and, and I would say that that's for his line mates too. I mean, he, you know, Joe was a little snake bitten. Kozak has had massive scoring chances the last six, seven games. Um, and those are the guys Rosie's been playing with a lot. So, uh, you know, his game's been really good. His defensive game's never been better. He's penalty killing. He's, he, you know, you could easily argue he's in our top two or three penalty killers, which is really impressive at his age in this league. Um, so he's doing great things. He's going to score. Um, I'm not worried about that. Uh, that kid can score. And, um, usually, you know, guys like him and Kulik, when they score, it comes a little bit more in bunches. Seth, we know how tight the North Division is, and we also know that this is the time of year where we do take a peek at the standings and kind of see where we are. Tied for fourth, uh, 56 points. Toronto with a game in hand. Belleville doing what they needed to do to climb up the standings and, and, and taking care of their business last week, and you have an opportunity to redeem yourself here and the team for the, them to redeem themselves against Belleville this coming weekend. What's the outlook here? What is your, you got three games coming up here with teams that you're looking up at in the standings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's playoff hockey now, and it will be from here on out. Second to seventh in our division, 
and it seems like it's like this every year. Uh, Cleveland is separated a little bit, but second to seventh is one good week or one bad week. Uh, and that's just how tight it is. And a bad week and you're out of the playoffs and a good week and you're looking at second or third and probably sitting in a bye. So um, that's just the North division. Uh, you have to get accustomed to it. The pressure is good. It makes you better and battle tested for the playoffs. Um, most divisions have a couple of teams that are having train wreck seasons and we just don't, nobody's going anywhere. Laval and Utica are six and seven. They're too good. They, they would be in the middle of the pack, if not higher in most other divisions. Um, they are really good teams. You know, Utica beat Syracuse on Sunday. Those teams aren't going away. So the teams that make it are going to have to earn their way in. Seth Appert, our guest here in the sports bar, is the Amherst home tomorrow night against Syracuse, then heading up to Belleville for two. And Seth, maybe this is a question for this time next week, but as the NHL is barreling down to this uh, trade deadline coming up on March 8th, which is really right around the corner, I mean, uh, in terms of the American Hockey League, how, if at all, does this affect you and your message to the team here and for any player that might see his name come up in a rumor here or there? Because certainly there are rumors out there, but that's all they are at this point. What would be your message to these to this young team? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, focus on what you can control. Uh, you can't control rumors. You can't control Internet blogs and tweets and things of that nature. Um, and And all you can control is your daily process and how you go about your work every day, the, the work you put in, how competitive you are, how well you take care of your body, and, and that's it. And, uh, you know, trades happen. It's professional sports, um, and, you know, you, nobody wants to get traded. Um, well, that's not true. Some people do want to get traded, <laughs> but, um, you know, when it happens, it happens. You have to deal with it, but there's no reason to sit there and fret about it. And, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot of rumors about the American League guys, although – you know, we're, we are a team and an organization with a lot of prospects, um, you know, and, and you know, in a week and a half, uh, we'll see what happens around the league. It's been pretty quiet uh, in the NHL at this point, but I would imagine in the, in the next seven, eight days, it's going to start heating up pretty good. All right. Can we uh, role play a little bit here, Gene, before we ask Seth about sure. tomorrow night's opponent? Yeah. What, what, would, what would Seth Appert say about the Syracuse crunch if we're going to ask him that question? Well, you know, they're heavy. They're a very heavy veteran team, and we're going to have to really come to work, and it's going to be a full 60 minutes. Is that a good answer, Seth? What did we forget? Ah. That's great. All right. <laughs> My work is done. Well. Gene will be uh, hosting your press conference yep. uh, tomorrow. Well, oh. no, I can't. I don't, Seth, man, I don't have hair, period, much less <laughs> what, what you have there. So I couldn't possibly. You can answer the question, and I'll stand there, and they can show my hair. Okay. So. Th- that'll work. I mean, well, at this point of the year, like, you've seen Belleville a bunch of times. You've seen Syracuse a bunch of times. So this almost kind of feels like the playoffs have begun here a little a little early here, Seth. There's no more secrets between these teams. No, in the North Division, there's not a lot of secrets anymore at this time of the year. Um, you know, you know the team's tendencies, you know their strengths and weaknesses. It becomes a bit of a chess match. You make an adjustment, they adjust to that. They do. They make an adjustment, you adjust back. You know, so it becomes a bit of a chess match. Um, you know, and they're hard fought games. I mean, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of overtime games with Syracuse. You know, the Belleville game on Friday went to overtime. The, the game they beat us on Wednesday was one-to-one with nine minutes to go. I mean, they're just that, – that's the kind of hockey it is. Both these teams are, as you said, they're big, physical, older teams. Um, Belleville, I think, has eight veterans on their roster, so they have to even sit vets on, a, on certain nights. And, um, and, and 
you know, Syracuse just got Barb back, who was the best player in our division last year. So, um, you know, they're, we're playing two really good hockey teams here this week. Um, and we will be tested and, and we'll have to be as, as, as exhausting and as demanding and challenging as that seven game stretch was that this three and four will be right back into the pressure cooker with two hard nosed teams. And we'll have to be ready for it. Seth, if the Amherst have an edge in the division, what would you say it is? Speed, speed of team and speed of pace of play. Um, you know, I think that was, you know, we, we have a fast team, uh, but we also play fast, you know, that there's, there's, there's a difference. Um, you know, uh, we, we try to be a team that plays fast, transition the puck. So when we're at our best, we're forcing teams into turnovers and then being able to counter and transition and utilizing that speed more at our best in the offensive zone. It's, it's when we're using our speed and our cutbacks and, um, you know, when a lot of our undersized forwards get into the wall against, you know, Philip Myers at six, six, you know, 230 pounds, it's, that's not playing to our advantage. So we need to get that puck, get out of the corner and use our speed uh, to our advantage. All right, Seth, I'm going to sound a little more like a fan here than, you know, a, a journalist or anything, but the Sabres, I'm, I'm starting to buy back in a little bit. I mean, was this just a matter of the, the puck starting to bounce uh, the team's way? You observe the, the Sabres just like we do. I mean, why has it worked here last few games up in Buffalo, would you say? Well, I think... <laughs> You know, I think the underestimated thing from the fans' perspective is is what, you know, going through actual pressure of making the playoffs in a season, the impact on a young team. They're young, and, and you got to grow with that. They're, that's a learning curve. And, um, and then they had some injuries to deal with, and you're not getting overlooked by opponents anymore uh, because they know if they have an off night against you, they, you can hang a big number on them. And teams have pride. They don't want to have a big number hung on them like, like the Sabres did a lot last year. And then because you're a better offensive team now, viewed that way, you're getting a lot of teams starting goalies. And, you know, all of those things make it demanding. And, and I think they've done a really good job adjusting lately, especially. And um, I think they're playing really good hockey. The, the game the other night was, uh, was exciting, exciting yeah. to see how competitively they played. And obviously, uh, Upi is, is playing fantastic. And it's just such a great story and i couldn't be happier for the kid because uh he is an unreal teammate in person i uh i just kind of watch the sabers and, and i think the amrix to an extent too we talk a lot about the veteran presence that that exists in the north division and these teams being older and heavier and more veteran i mean that's something that i think can't be uh overstated and can me can more be done organizationally or does that come at the expense of some of this youth some of these prospects because man when i watch the Amherst, when I watch the Sabres, I think there are a lot of boys out there playing a men's game. They're holding their own in a lot of instances, but in a lot of instances, it, it almost is like watching a, a different, two different sets of teams, honestly, because of how, how much of a, a, a gap there is in age. It's a tricky balance, and obviously I'm not in management. I'm in coaching. So those management and scouts handle that, uh, and I trust ours at a high level. Um, but it is a tricky balance. You know, I'll just speak to the Amherst side of it. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, what if we signed two or three more veteran forwards than our JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn in go-to roles? Uh, is the pressure on them down the stretch to will us into the playoffs and then to sit, get us on a playoff run? Or are they just deferring to 
you know, three or four Sean Malones instead of one Sean Malone and one Michael Mersh. You know, um, you know, in the last two years for us, if if we have another three or four vets, is Yuri Kulik and Isak Rosean? Do they have the pressure on them to deliver, or we're going to lose? Um, and the growth that comes through that, it's not always perfect, um, but the growth that comes through that is is so valuable, um, failure or success. And so it is a tricky balance. You, you, it is great to have some veteran presence, but you also don't want to block those experiences from your young players. I feel like I, I, I'll use a player as an example, uh, Middlestead, and I don't think you had the chance to ever coach. I can't remember if he was here at all when no, you were here. No, I don't think no. so. But I, I think of how long he's been within the organization now, and I feel like watching him from his rookie year to where he is now, it just now feels like, okay, Casey is hanging with some of the older guys, the veteran guys, because he's kind of become a veteran himself. Does it take that long for the development of some of these kids to grow into these roles and to grow into their game at this high level? Sometimes they can. I mean, look at, look at, uh, you know, how long it took Landeskog and McKinnon and Ranton and, and those guys in Colorado. Sure. Look at how long it took Austin Matthews and Marner and Nylander to win a playoff series in Toronto last year. It's, it's a hard league. It's the best players in the world. And, and to, um, it's not easy for 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds to, to win and, and, and be drivers uh, in that league. So, um, it's, you know, it it is a difficult process when, when you're young. And, and I think it's, it is a reminder that Sabres are the youngest team in the league. And, um, and again, probably similar to last year, they're, they're trending in a very good direction right now. And I think they're playing their best hockey this season. Yeah. It's that last one for me. And we've gone the whole way here. Without talking about the goaltenders, I mean, it's an, uh, like Devin Levi. And again, we, we talked to you last week, the day after that spectacular performance up in Toronto. And you've had this balance here of not overusing Levi, putting in a Dukarski here and there. But what you've seen out of the 22-year-old, because now we're already starting to look at this as like the push for the playoffs here. And, you know, our, I would assume that, um, you know, Devin will be the guy here that if, if for nothing else, just give him the experience of what these games with this additional pressure looks like here uh, at this level. Well, yeah, two, twofold. One, he's, he's, our, he's a prospect at a high level, and you know, we need to develop him. Two, he's earned it on top of it. You know, he's earned the net. Um, he's been outstanding, um, and he's given us a chance to win every night out. You know, even in a night that you know, statistically might be a little bit of an off night, the, the Belleville game, it's 1-1 one one with nine minutes to go. So uh, he's been really good. He was excellent. Uh, we were really good in Hershey as well. We defended extremely well, knowing that we we're a little tired after that travel, um, and we needed to make sure we didn't, we couldn't chase that game. That's not a game you can get down in and chase when you're that fatigued against a team of that caliber. And I thought we did a really good job defending the interior and, and giving up C chances instead of A chances. Um, yeah, so Devin's been great. Uh, Tukarski also was excellent on Friday night last week. Um, just just really gave a, a gritty, gutty kind of performance to, to you know help us. Almost had a shutout. It felt like he was going to win that game one nothing just with how dialed he was. Um, but but uh, I think we're defending at a much better clip right now. PKN five on five, uh, and our goaltending has been very strong. 
Three games in four days ahead for the Rochester Americans. It starts tomorrow night at home, Blue Cross Arena, as the Amherst hosts the Syracuse Crunch. Head coach Seth Appert joining us in the sports bar. Seth, appreciate our time every week, and can't wait to talk again next week. Best of luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Seth. Amherst head coach Seth Appert, always great with his time. And and giving us, you know, like a little bit more... Just I, I just love the insight. Like we can talk about X's and O's and this player's doing well, this player's doing well, but ultimately when you look at the Amherst, when you look at the Sabres and you kind of view this organization in its totality, it's young, man. Well, and I wasn't gonna go down this road for Seth, but I want to go back two years ago. And this is the pro this is this is we're all conflicted, right? If you follow the Amherst, you wanna win, you understand there's a, another purpose here in development. Right? And you could have brought in more veterans two years ago. And you're facing Laval. Nice win over Belleville the first round. Now it's time for Laval. And that's a veteran team with no prospects or whatever. And they win in triple overtime and they advance. And I remember thinking, yeah, good for you. You know what? That's going to get you up in Montreal someday. Not a lot. So good for you. And I'm thinking, you know what? Our future is brighter in this organization now. Fast forward, they're pretty much identical here in the <laughs> NHL standings. Yeah. But I remember, like, wait a second, we're doing this correctly. They're shortcutting this. So I'm hoping that with this balance, and then, look, I, I want to just kind of put that out there, is as long as you have the goaltender that can steal playoff games, and Levi has this ability, he has the mental makeup, you have goal scorers on, you know, if if how these playoff games get called and you're you're fast and the other teams are are not, why not the the, the Amherst to get back to where they were last year? I don't have a problem with that, um, and I I agree with everything you're saying. I think the hardest thing for all of us as fans is to exercise the kind of patience that it takes to watch these kids become men and. I mentioned Middlestat because that's just the one that's obvious to me. Middlestat was a kid when he started with the Sabres. We had him here in studio. I, I was going to yeah. say, so much so that he had to come to Rochester just for a bit. I'm sure he didn't want to, but he did. And he, he came in. We, we talked to him, and he was great. Um, but that helped him. And nothing can speed up his development, his his growth, his age. remember when he was drafted, he couldn't do a pull-up. Like the kid was small. He was, he was, he was just small. Yeah. He's a man now. He's like hanging. He's like out there mixing it up and getting physical in a man's league. And that's, we have, that's the, the kind of patience we have to exercise across the board with all of these prospects. Like we love some of what we see from the Paterkas and the Tage Thompsons and you want to see more and you expect more out of Darlene's been good. He's made some mistakes, but he's been like, he was good in that Carolina game. Um, there's, you just want them to, we can't speed up the time any faster than it, than it goes. It goes as it goes. And you just hope that, the season's going to end in a disappointment, right? For the Sabres specifically. Well, I like if I if I could say like yes, what you're saying is all true, but it's also true that Kevin Adams a little inactive when I you know you you got to make the move. You I was, yes, you, you've got to spend a little bit of money, and the places you did spend money on the blue line, maybe not the results you were kind of hoping for. So it's not just spending money; it's bringing in the right type of player. 
here in Rochester, I don't, you know, the team is in a playoff spot right now in a very, probably the best division here in, in, in the American Hockey League. I'm fine with what has happened here in Totally Rochester. fine. Yeah. And, and Seth and his staff have done an amazing job developing these guys. And you know that because when you see them play, for the Sabres, they're winning games for the Sabres. J.J. Paterka has won games for the Sabres. Jack Quinn won games. For, like, they're winning games. They're stepping up into these roles. But we can't advance time any faster than it goes. These guys are only going to get better with age. The, the only thing that you could have done more of, I suppose, is bring in more of that veteran experience. But then to that point... To Seth's point, all right, yeah, you do that, and then you've got guys that are inactive or guys that aren't getting the experience that they need to be able to grow into those roles. So it's a real delicate balance. Yeah, like what they're doing in Belleville. I didn't even realize they have so many veterans they can't play them all. Like, okay, what what are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I uh, really appreciate Seth stopping by as he does every Tuesday at this time. Amherst fans, make sure you, you put it in your phone there, a little reminder that uh, Seth Apper joins us. Every Tuesday afternoon at 425 to talk Amherst hockey here in the sports bar. We'll get to happy hour next in the sports bar. We heard from Brandon Bean at the NFL scouting combine today. Uh, We can recap some of his comments on one bills live as well. What is the future of Trey white? Do we feel like some of these outgoing free agents could get re-signed? And we do have our first restructure of the offseason to tell you about with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and there is this also, is it a wild rumor? But like the idea that Justin Jefferson could get traded? Welcome to the season of lying here, folks. (laughs) Happy hour is next. We'll get to a round of shots and last call at 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.